0: Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse.
1: Now I'm podcast form.
0: I'm Luke. Now I'm Devin. And I'm very sorry, Devin. I I am good. Uh, so originally I joked about doing Whom Gods Destroy as a sort of like punishment series if the show was going downhill, and that's when I put it in for our 40th episode spot. And I forgot to change it to something good. So I'm, I I am very sorry that we both had to reread this, and that I had to buy the series digitally. I mean, is that my penance? No. Do I have to like get in a suit that stabs me because it's got one needle for each page in these issues?
1: Yes, all two hundred and eight of them.
0: Okay, but you better get me a cat. And his name better be Niels. (coughs) Yeah, um, yeah. This is a... This is going to be a rough one. So, Whom Gods Destroy was a 1996 four-issue Elseworlds series by Chris Claremont. With Dusty Abel on pencils, Drew Gerarcy on inks, Tom Morzikowski on letters... And Digital Chameleon slash Gloria Vasquez on Colors and... Can I be real for you for a moment, Devin? Hmm. This was my first Chris Claremont story that I ever read.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's probably a bad way to start. Yeah.
0: And then the second one was his very, very shitty run on Exiles. So it wasn't until like I started reading classic X-Men that I actually understood why people liked him. Well that and uh uh what's the one with the uh, original graphic novel? oh uh God loves man kills. Yeah. It wasn't until I had read God Loves Man Kills and then started reading his classic X-Men stuff that I understood why people liked him so much.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah no, I mean he's good when he wants when he when it's good it's good.
0: Yeah, but he just sort of lost track of things as time went on.
1: You put it back way. I don't know. Did you read his new Nightcrawler series? It was pretty good. I
0: uh, I think I read a few issues of it, but it wasn't very user friendly, or it wasn't very new reader friendly, or people for people who hadn't read like the past twenty years, forty years of Nightcrawler. No, that's true. Which it it felt worse because I hadn't read that.
1: Oh, well, that's fair. Basically, it was written for people for like fans of his. X-Men runs. Yeah. It's like a big continuation of that.
0: But, yeah, we should get into talking about this incredibly, incredibly weird-ass story. Because, like, we start off with Lois Lane, Lana Lang, and Maggie Sawyer basically working out. And at this point, Lois and Lana are in their, like, 60s or 70s. Yeah. Because uh, the world is... Superman landed, like, when the first Superman issue... Well, no, he would have landed somewhere in, like, the 30s, right? Yeah. And he has been around since then, and Lois and Lana, who were the two loves of his life, sort of, uh, have actually been aging in real time. And so it's like Lois and the gang are getting coffee, and a group of thugs break in, And Lois pretty much lays a smackdown on them, even though she is an older lady. And they're, like, Lois and Lana keep going on about being old, and there's a whole bunch of lesbian subtext in this. And non-subtext. Like, the part where... I
1: think you read into it a little bit too much, but...
0: Uh, it may be, uh, how I've been, like, reading, uh... Claremont's X-Men, where he could only go subtextual with, like, Kitty and Ileana's relationship. Because there's definitely stuff that you can read there. No, like, that workout scene was, like, the most sapphic thing that I've read. Ever. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to Superman tanning on the moon, before driving the moon lander back to his moon fortress of solitude... Because apparently he doesn't want to just walk on the moon, I guess. And he's been working on a book. And we see, like, the big three news articles where he is defining his life. One is, like, him before he fully got his powers, winning at sports. Then there's the first appearance of him as Superman. And then the time that Metropolis got nuked. All good times. Yeah, yeah. And he ends up destroying his moon base partially because he can't figure out what to write. And then he flies down for Lois' retirement ceremony. Woo!
1: Party! And then Superman gets super drunk and embarrasses himself.
0: Yeah, and then Lois is getting frustrated because Superman isn't really with her anymore. Because he doesn't age and she brings up the point, is he getting too alien? Like, is his inability to age or like... See people and experience things with them. His greatest weakness.
1: Basically, she's saying is he becoming Doctor Manhattan.
0: Mm-hmm. And well, Superman has to fly off and stop a volcano. Lois and Lana are, are they totally lesbians? I don't know. I I'm I'm totally reading that like I read this as Chris Claremont's solution to the which girl does uh, Superman marry or fall in love with. And this is his polyamorous bisexual solution. And uh, Superman comes back in to apologize for basically leaving in such a state. And Lois is just really resentful towards him. But before they can talk anymore, they hear Lana scream. And Superman recklessly goes on to save her, almost killing Lois. And he runs into a uh, harpy. Which, the art on, the art in this series is just weird. Like, it's very stylistic, but I don't think it really benefits anyone. No. Like, you should have gone with either a classic artist or someone who's going to be able to depict a lot of these people more clearly as their ages. Like, some of the panels, it's like, oh, old Lois doesn't look that old, and then other pages she does. And then it's like, oh... This character looks like she's in her 60s, but oh, the next panel, oh, she's in her 20s. It, it's really just weird, and I'm not entirely sure how much of it was the pencils and how much of it was the inks. It's both. Mm-hmm. And so Superman's fighting this demon. Lois finds herself in the ruins of the city with Lana bound to weights that are going to essentially rip her in half. Like, she has, she's being bound up by her hands, and then she's got a giant weight on her Bound feet and lois tries to help her and she's not able to so she tries to get superman to help but he's like nope i'm not going to do that you're too weak i'm going to kill you now and then lois wakes up in hospital and it was all a dream or was it it turns out that her building blew up lana is dead and superman brutally got attacked by that harpy and then a doctor comes in and is like, oh, Lana really didn't die. She's just a Nazi Italy. Nazi-controlled Italy. And also Superman got brutally attacked by that harpy. And Superman can't go to German-controlled countries because of the Geneva Protocols.
1: He's on the no-fly list.
0: Yeah, uh, because basically the Nazis are like, hey... We're still around in 1996, and if Superman ever comes near us, we're just going to nuke all of the United States and start a nuclear war, so you better stay out, Superman.
1: Good job, Hitler. You knew what you were doing.
0: And, yeah, Superman is like, you know, I kind of look forward to everyone I know dying. That way I don't have to feel connections to anyone anymore. And Lois is like, stop being emo, Superman. We're going to Germany. You don't have any choice. We're going to Germany. You don't have any choice. Woo! Go trip! Mm-hmm. And so we opened with the uh, the Leicesterginians who were uh, in the Odyssey. They were like one of the really less memorable stops because they were just giant people who broke shit. Uh, Lana is like in a dock and one of these giants is basically just ripping a guy apart. And so Lana runs away and ends up in a fancy house with a weird woman singing inside of it. And we then cut to uh, Lois having another hallucination where she is Wonder Woman, Lana's in a toga, and she's getting ripped in half again, and also Superman is evil Hercules.
1: Lana needs to stop getting ripped in half.
0: Yeah, get it together, girl. Come on. We and need then to
1: work on that core.
0: Yep. And then Lois ends up waking up on Reich Air, the Nazi airline, where each flight ends with a hearty Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler! And then they notice that there's a harpy on the wing of the plane, and it flies in to kill the pilot, so Superman has to swing into action to save the plane. Uh, Lois ends up murdering the fuck out of a harpy and sending it into the turbine, which does not agree with the uh, plane continuing to fly. Yep, And Superman has to fight more harpies He uses his heat vision and judo to fight them back While Lois tries to fix the plane And Superman ultimately helps them land But as soon as the ship has landed, the Nazis show up to arrest him Because he's now in Nazi-controlled land
1: And how does Superman decide if he needs to get out of this problem? He uses his super sneeze, which knocks all the Nazis down And he quickly changes back into Clark Kent.
0: And I actually loved that bit. Like, that was one of the few things I loved about the story. It was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Though, it is weird how he's not like Clark Kent Jr. Or he didn't come up with another persona. It's just like...
1: Actually, I was just about to mention that. I was like, I feel like someone should be questioning the fact that his, like, passport will say he's from the 1930s. Yeah, he looks like that.
0: Yeah, and like, even the SS ends up investigating them. But they let him go. And Superman like if we're
1: talking like the SS that I've read about in my history books, they would not they would question the shit out of that.
0: Yeah, and like Superman is really annoying on the trip because it's like the Nazis still control most of Europe, if not like all of it. And like Superman's like, Oh man, it's so beautiful here and Lois is like, you didn't always think that and we cut back to nineteen sixty three when Superman discovered the Holocaust. And the Nazis were like, oh yeah, no, that was our parents. We aren't really into exterminating all the Jews and gypsies and gay people and all the uh, weird people. And you really shouldn't punish us for what they did. And it's like, no, I'm still pretty sure people could be punished. And they're like, oh, but all of the people you should punish are too old. And it's like, the war was like 20 years, less than 20 years ago. There are a bunch of people who are probably still alive who Superman could, like, toss into the sun or bring to Supercourt.
1: I agree, but at the same time, he wasn't wrong about the people that he was directly confronting right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But Because they are,
1: like, 20 years old, so they'd be, like, two years old when the actual war was still happening.
0: Yeah, but it's like they don't really show remorse. It's like, oh yeah. They 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 like covered up all of the signs of the Holocaust so Superman literally had to like dig them up by hand. Oh yeah. Anyways, it turns out Lana had found Calliope who was one of the muses and knocked her into a coma which ended up uh, freeing the person who she was singing to which was the Oracle of Delphi who had ended up magically summoning lana there with a geese spell and now they're going to team up and meanwhile lois and clark are at a hotel in germany and lois ends up meeting adonis and flashes back to uh the career of bruce wayne because she had written a biography of bruce wayne who instead of becoming batman uh he became district attorney governor president and then supreme court chief justice and he had also lost his wife on the attack or in the attack on Metropolis, which also happened on the same day that JFK died in reality.
1: Oh nice. And his wife was also Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman.
0: Yeah. And Bruce had previously explained that since Superman had come first, he never really saw the need to become a Batman and ended up going on the straight and narrow path. And Lois ends up noticing that Adonis has a red dot on him and ends up saving him from a sniper arrow. And he ends up kissing her to thank her before uh, he and his uh, super Nazis end up running out to find the sniper, who turns out to be Artemis, the goddess, who is working with Athena. They both end up knocking Lois out. They uh give her a blessing and then send her in a uh, flaming car to attack the Nazis. And kill most of the Nazis. And then Callisto shows up, wounds Athena, and before... And then... Uh, wounds Athena, and then Lois Lane beheads Callisto. Adonis starts to use his emotional powers to try and make Lois older. Unless she sides with him. But she ends up resisting, and... Adonis decides to kill her for sapphic subtext. Because, I mean, she, like, makes out with Athena. And then Lois escapes with Athena. And meanwhile, Superman thinks that he sees Lana. He goes to save her, and he is attacked by Typhon, who starts sapping Superman's powers away while also wiping out his memories. And Superman gets locked into a box and thrown into the air. Lois sees this at the Oracle of Delphi where she ends up becoming the new Wonder Woman because, sure, why not? It th- it, it feels so much like a fever dream to, like, explain the story, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. <sighs> oh, no, like, this is just all bad and so damn confusing.
0: Yeah, like, if this had been, like, a B or a C plot or if they there was actually a main plot in this, I think it could have been stronger but like so much of this is just really weirdly laid out so lois wakes up starts examining her powers and sexuality as she makes out with uh artemis and the nazis attack and i'm not sure if it's bad pencils or inking but like so much of the figure work starts to fall apart here yes and lana shows up and decides that she is uh, also going to kill Nazis. And you find out that Winston Churchill was not actually joined by the United States during World War II. So it's a bit of uh What was that series that made the mistake of like putting Nazi stuff in all of the New York buses? Man in the Hightower?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, Churchill had not been joined by the United States, so... Europe lost World War II to the Nazis. And then Lana has another vision where she sees normal Wonder Woman slash Diana Prince as a Nazi Wonder Woman fighting with Adonis, who is trying to defeat her to basically be able to marry her. And he was also supposed to kill the Oracle, but because he didn't kill the Oracle soon enough, Lana became the new Oracle. And I guess Lana was driving at the same time and so she's back driving, and then Superman, who is now a centaur, shows up and kicks her car so hard that she turns into a young woman who is also a centaur. Because, sure? And we then cut to Superman's grove of essential, essentially like mind-wiped rape-victim centaurs who he magically bathes and his centaur water, which de-ages him, turns him into centaurs, and then he has sex with them because now Superman is a Nazi rapist centaur. Because Cersei turned him into one.
1: They're into it. His other but Minotaur ladies like it.
0: But their, like, minds have been wiped.
1: Like, yeah, but everyone's mind is wiped.
0: But they can't really consent to it. Yeah. When, when we have to use the phrase Nazi rapist centaur Superman, I think consent is a very tricky thing to discuss.
1: Well, of course it is, because you just use the word rapist in there.
0: Well, yeah, because it's like if he had drugged them, they can't really give proper consent, and they've all been mind wiped. I mean, Lana's mind is totally focused on boning Superman now. To be and, fair,
1: through most of the book, that has always been the case.
0: But not when he was a centaur, and not when he was a Nazi centaur.
1: Hey, you don't know what she's into. Some people are into some pretty kinky shit. Some people want to have sex with their centaur man.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, and then we, we It
1: was even sexier than a centaur man.
0: A Nazi centaur a
1: sex, man. A Nazi centaur man. I mean, going for the Third Reich.
0: Third Reich, four legs, can't lose.
1: Reich tar man.
0: Is is the title just going to be Superman Nazi Centaur?
1: Basically.
0: Okay. Uh, so then we get a moment where like Aphrodite and Ares are like looking over chess pieces because apparently all of this is a chess game. Like that's a whole other thing that really isn't well defined. Because they try and wrap it up at the end and it's like, oh, these are the people who are really playing the chess game. But we had no idea that they were involved with the story before, because they were never mentioned. But yeah, uh, Ares is also a Nazi, which is not a surprise. And we find out that uh, Wonder Woman Lois has been like tearing apart all of Nazi Germany and Europe. And the Germans are like, whoa, this isn't good. We should threaten to nuke America. Meanwhile, Nazi Centaur Superman and his sex centaurs are rampaging through Italy. And a random civilian shoots Lana accident, uh, on accident because he was trying to shoot Superman instead. And then Nazi Wonder Woman and Lois Wonder Woman end up having a fight, and Nazi Wonder Woman's punches end up aging Lois. <laughs> but then she yeah, that
1: sees like any damn sense.
0: Yeah, and then she sees Lana who is a centaur and gets to ride on her, but instead, uh, Lana ends up turning fully human, and she's still young, and then Lana wakes up, and she's young and human again, and, like, the old, an old Italian couple had saved Lana after she got shot and was turned back to human, and now she can change her age, I feel like something have...
1: else about her, too.
0: Well, we don't know that she can turn herself into a centaur yet again. Oh, that's true. So Lana ends up going after Nazi centaur Superman, who is drinking in a wine cellar with his other mind-controlled centaur ladies. And she puts a bit on him so she can ride him. And she rides the hell out of him, trying to, like, restore his mind. Meanwhile, Nazi Wonder Woman actually shows up to fight Lois Wonder Woman, and Lois nails the hell out of her. With a punch, Lois, uh, like, Lois Wonder Woman does not even have a problem to start off fighting Nazi Wonder Woman. And meanwhile, like, Nazi Centaur Superman has flown into space with Lana on his back, and she ends up reminding him that he used to have hopes and dreams, and Suddenly, he remembers who he is, and Lois sees Nazi centaur Superman, and this ends up distracting her, so Nazi Wonder Woman comes in and basically knocks her out and is ready to behead her, and meanwhile, Superman, who is no longer a Nazi, but he is still a centaur, gets back to Earth and finds Lana dead in his arms? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So, we start off the final issue with President Hal Jordan and his wife Carol Ferris Jordan dead because Air Force One crashed because of Harpy attacks. And uh, but everyone thinks,
1: no, maybe it's actually the Nazis.
0: And, well, I, I guess the Harpies are aligned with the Nazis, so. But, yeah. So, uh, Renee Montoya and Harvey Bullock show up to swear in the new president, Jane Shepard, who I have no idea who she's supposed to be, but I think that she married... Yeah, I couldn't figure that out either. And I think she married Lucius Fox, and then he changed his last name, because he's a black guy whose first name is Lucius, and, like, that's the only thing I could put together. And Supreme Court Chief Justice Bruce Wayne is there, and Barbara Gordon is the director of the CIA, and they're all worried because Nazi Germany is on alert because of Lois Wonder Woman. Uh, then Hecate, uh, Hectate shows up to Centaur Superman and explains that the battle is part of this game between the gods who want to give up control of fate and the gods who want to keep control of fate. And it's like, sure. And back with uh, the Wonder Woman, Lois wakes up and stops Nazi Wonder Woman and knocks her out again. And Lana turned out to be alive, and she's talking with Superman about how the gods ended up blessing each of them. Lois has the power that she always wanted. Superman gets a excuse to not be Superman. And Lana can turn into a centaur to fuck centaur Superman.
1: Damn, see? She wants it.
0: But Superman's like, what's the curse? Because the Greek gods don't give gifts without also giving curses. And So it's like Superman lost his honor. Lana lost her humanity because she wants to fuck a centaur as a centaur and Lois is going to end up losing her soul. So Superman demands a new life. So she so Hecate ends up turning Superman into a full horse to try and get around like the evil curse that's been put on Superman and she can restore him to a new life but he has to atone. And Superman accepts, and then Hecate explains that uh, Lois, Lana, and Superman must end up being together, and he has to prove his worth by becoming mortal, and without powers, so she turns him into a blonde teenager. Because sure.
1: Because sure.
0: So, Lois Wonder Woman, meanwhile, has Nazi Wonder Woman bound up in the Lasso of Truth, and, like we get a moment of that and Lois Wonder Woman's like, I'm going to ask you these questions and we never actually find out what she asks because then we cut to Berlin where Hephaestus is running uh, on a train being chased by Atlanta who is a Nazi superwoman, but not a Nazi superwoman without a space between super and woman. Lana moves in to help, uh, which lets Hephaestus put on a mask that turns Atlanta into gold And then Hephaestus, Lana, and Superman, who's now going by Kara, you know, like Supergirl, all all jump out of the train. Also, we find out that Kara now has to deal with emotions since she is a teenage girl. And Hephaestus gives her a gun that will allow her to kill gods. Like, fever dream. This is fever dream stuff.
1: I got me a
0: god-killing gun. And so Nazi Wonder Woman ends up uh, showing up with Lois Wonder Woman bound up so she can meet Ares and turn over the defeated champion. Lana, meanwhile, has gone to see the U.S. Ambassador, Oliver Queen. And she says, How Jordan's Secret Code, Angel Heart, Parallax, Oa, Abin Sur. You get those references, Devin?
1: No, explain.
0: Angel Heart, I believe, was... Hal Jordan's nickname for Carol Ferris. Parallax is the uh, entity that was the taint in the Greg Lantern battery before oh, it became... The
1: evil bla the evil yellow cloud.
0: Yeah. Uh, Oa is the home planet of the Greg Lanterns, and Abansur was the Greg Lantern who gave Hal Jordan his power ring. What? Yeah. It makes no sense because Hal Jordan... I
1: actually only knew two of those, but... Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, Lana reveals that she knows all of these things because she's an oracle, just like Barbara Gordon is an oracle. And it's like, no, we have no proof that Barbara Gordon actually became oracle in this universe. That's stupid, Lana. What are you doing? And. Babs can do what she wants. But can Lana? No. So the president is trying to deal with Nazis who are ready for nuclear war, but Lana calls in and says to trust in Superman, even though Superman is currently a teenage girl. Uh, Kara Superman is meanwhile sneaking through the Nazi base. She has a chance to shoot a Minotaur in the face, but she decides not to. And then a lesbian Sphinx comes in, uh, comes on to her, says a riddle, like gives her a blood hickey. And, uh, Meanwhile, Lois Wonder Woman reveals that she wasn't actually captured. She just swapped haircuts with Nazi Wonder Woman. And uh, she ends up like flying through the Nazi headquarters, destroying it like some Akira shit. Or some Dragon Ball Z shit. So Adana shows up, finds Kara Superman, takes the god-killing gun from her somehow. And before he can shoot Wonder Woman, who has just shown up, uh, Kara jumps in the way gets shot, dies, and then turns back into Superman because the bullets killed the magic that had cursed Superman, I guess.
1: But not without having, like, dumbest-looking Superman with this weird, like, little arm flail thing.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so Superman has to fly and stop the nuclear missiles that the Nazis have launched because Adonis used Typhon to make a sub launch a nuclear missile. Meanwhile, Wonder Woman gets into a fight with a minotaur who gores the hell out of her. Uh, The president and her generals are arguing about what uh, she's going to do, but she decides to keep trusting in Superman instead of fighting back, and Superman is able to stop the missiles. Wonder Woman, meanwhile, is fighting and reveals that the minotaur that Adonis had was a boy, like a little boy who'd just been transformed into a monster. And then Zeus and Hera show up and are like, Hey! You know that game of chess that's been, like, loosely alluded to? We were the people behind that, and it's like, no! You you, you don't get to do that without actually setting it up. Like.
1: Oh, it was bad. No, yeah. it's bad.
0: And then Adonis reveals that he has a bunch of, like, monster sleeper agents prepared in case he gets punished for his crimes. And so... Zeus and Hera are like, oh, okay, well I guess we can forgive you and Lana and Superman are like, no, no, that is like really stupid. And Lois is like, yeah, no, that's also stupid. Superman and I will just beat the hell out of him. Send that guy to hell. And so Zeus and Hera end up sending him to Hades. And Wonder Woman, Lois, and Superman end up making a new treaty of non interference with the gods because the whole fucking chess game was about whether or not it was about whether reason or passion ruled the hearts of man and it's like no, you can't change what this game was about. You said it was whether or not fate would rule man. You can't just be like, oh no no. We lied about what the chess game was or people were confused. That is not how storytelling works, Chris Claremont.
1: But it is.
0: And then Lois, Lana, and Superman get to keep their powers. And the children of Adonis are declared supervillains because Superman and Lois Lane are superheroes. And uh, Lois is really upset about being declared Wonder Woman. She thinks that's really dumb. And it's like, no, what? And then I guess they all end up on a polyamorous relationship on the moon. And we find out that Superman's book was supposed to make people sad that he lost Krypton. And the final page of the series is Adonis with a single tear falling as he reads Superman's book. So, like, nothing bad is ever going to happen again. I guess. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, I can't even be sure if that was Adonis on the last page. Or if it was, like, the Nazi who, like, Superman had run into in 1963 who was like, Oh, you can't blame me for what happened in the Holocaust. It was my grandfather. I'm I'm sorry, Devin. Yeah, you should be. And, like, the biggest thing is, like, they They didn't
1: focus on who the most interesting character was. Like, there was a cool story with this type of universe that they did not dwell on.
0: Yeah, there was no Lex Luthor.
1: Well, I don't care about that. No, to me, honestly, out of all the characters, Bruce Wayne's story was by far the most interesting.
0: Political Bruce Wayne?
1: Yeah, I would have been more interested to see a little bit more of that.
0: I think honestly, the story could have done well with more issues, like these issues were dense as hell, and the- which is
1: the one problem I have with Claremont. He tries to basically write a book well and like, uh, there is so much text on these pages, which if the story line is fine, that's good like it's it works, but when the story is bad. It just feel, makes it feel like such a chore.
0: Yeah, I have no idea like what his ultimate point was here. It needed decompression. It needed time for things to breathe. I mean, Superman as a evil murder Nazi centaur rapist—that would be a horrifying thing to have. But it's like six pages, and it's done. Yep. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know, Devin. I don't know. I don't know either. <sighs> okay, so yeah, I, I think it also is missing weird elements, like there was no Lex Luthor to show up in this story. And I same think,
1: time though, I don't really know if he was needed.
0: He may have not been needed, but it was for me. It's a I would have liked to have seen him at least show up or have a brief mention. It's like would he have signed would he have sided with the Nazis? Would he have been like a Superman supporter? We don't even know like what the average American person thinks about Superman because all the characters we have in the story are either gods or they have a direct relationship with Superman. yeah, no that's fair like I think if this was a twelve issue series it would have been a lot... It would have been at least more readable. Yes. But here it it's... It's a Nazi fever dream. Yep. But you know what we're going to do with this Nazi fever dream, Devin?
1: Send it to the bottom.
0: Yeah. We're putting it on Trials of the Multiverse. So, okay. Uh, bottom quarter. Yeah, well, I was going to start. Is it worse than Obnoxious the Clown?
1: No, this is better.
0: Because we both actually read all of these. Yeah. Okay. Is it worse than... Or is it better than Terry Austin's Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane?
1: No. Wait, yeah. No, it's better. It's slightly better than that.
0: Okay, is it better than What If the Watcher Were a Stand-Up Comedian? Mm, no. Okay, so, Under, Watcher was a stand-up comedian above Terry Austin's Spider-Man.
1: So what you get Terry Austin awesome for writing a bad book?
0: Earth question mark. Whom gods destroy? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, you know what we're covering next time, Devin? What, Luke? We're going to be covering What If Volume 1, Number 38, featuring Daredevil and Captain America in Possible Futures. Because we're getting close to the new year. And also, next week, we're going to be having on our Christmas special. Another RPG Exiles event where there will be thrills chills orphans being eaten and more
1: and lots of christmas kills
0: yes and that's not all uh our uh contest which as of yet has zero entries in it so if you write any entry at all which is make a post review on itunes take an image of that, and then send that in along with a universe to be added to our Trials of the Multiverse chart. If you do that, you will win a prize. You will receive a prize. Because so far, no one has entered in. So stop making me feel bad about having to beg for people to enter into this contest. And, uh, yeah, we are getting close to the end of the year, so it's going to be a fun time, Devin.
1: Fun times ahead
0: multiversal Q is a weekly podcast you can visit our website and find things on it like image galleries our trials of the multiverse chart if you're really good at finding things online you can find our every ass ever where we rate the butts in the marvel universe that we have had actually rated and uh we've got more stuff on there so visit it uh check us out on itunes twitter tumblr and facebook also you can find me on twitter at at Coltregg, or you can visit my website to find out stuff that i'm doing when i remember to update it at lukehair.com l-u-k-e-h-e-r-r dot com where can people find you Devin?
1: you can find me on the twitters at fredo fit f-r-e-d-d-o-f-e-t-t
0: And, uh, yeah, we will see you next week for our RPG special and then for that what if. Until then, don't let your Supermans be turned into Nazi centaurs.